It's good to see all of you today. Um, I have come to the realization that I am shrinking. Um, Anastasia, what? Oh, I'm not. Dang it. So kids are getting taller. Okay, so Anastasia and Jasmine walk in. They're both taller than me now. That is ridiculous. And then I look over, and this young man's over everybody already. So how many more inches you plan on growing? Okay, five or six. Yep, I'm done. So anyway, it's really awesome to see all of this growth. So who went home this past week and studied Ecclesiastes? Uh-oh, yes. All right. So um, one of the greatest blessings on Sunday for the party that I forgot I even invited people to was um, one of the youth walked into my house and instantly started questioning what uh, Solomon was saying in Ecclesiastes. So we had a moment to actually study it together for the first 15 minutes or so uh, when they walked in. And so that was pretty amazing to me to see that they actually, one, were listening, um, and two, that they could have done anything when they showed up at the house, run around, go out on the zip lines, do all that stuff, but they wanted to talk about God's Word. So that was super encouraging to see that. So today... We are going to be in Romans 12 in our series, New Mercies. Uh, last week, we did talk about Ecclesiastes. We were in chapter 3. We read through 1 through 8, uh, talking about time. And um, afterwards, there were great discussions. Like we had a group over here talking. We had a group over here talking, a group over here, and then a group over here. Um, I didn't hear everything that was being talked about, but it was awesome just to see you guys come together and to actually start talking about um, Ecclesiastes and said it this way, and it was really good. He said, think about Solomon and think about the wealth he had. And so that book talks about it doesn't matter what you can get, what you can buy, it cannot buy what God can give you. And so I thought that was a pretty good explanation. And then uh, Mr. Hendrick come out and he said, hey, do you know that that's one of the five books they read during the Passover. Is that what you said, right? All right. And I'm like, no, I didn't know. So anyway, I like the, the interaction with that scripture. So today we're going to do one that's a little bit more well-known, uh, Romans 12. And so we're going to dig into there. But before we dig in, um, the first 11 chapters of Romans is really talking about those who aren't saved and what we have to do and the accepting Christ. And there's a lot of things. So I have these written down, justification from the guilt and penalty of sin, the adoption in Jesus and identification with Christ, placed under grace, not law. That's key. We're no longer under the law. We are under the grace of God, okay? Given the Holy Spirit to live within, promise of help and affliction, assurance, a standing uh, in front of God, confidence of his coming glory, confidence of no separation from the love of God, and confidence in God's continued faithfulness. So who here, I'm going to ask the question, has studied Romans? Okay. All right. Perfect. So this week, I know it's a whole lot more chapters, but go home and read the first 11 and then dig into 12 through 16, which is kind of how we are supposed to be living now that we have accepted Jesus Christ. And so as we get into uh, verse 12, I don't know where we're going to get to. I'll be honest with you. We might get deep into 12. We might get through the first two verses. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to talk about it and dig in just a little bit. So let's read the first two verses for now, and then we'll see where we go from there, okay? It says, 
Uh, I'm in the Holman Christian Standard. is up there. Uh, so if you want to follow along in that, in that um, Bible, you can. Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we we thank you for the opportunity just to read two verses in your word. Lord, we thank you that we can do that freely. We thank you that we can talk about it openly. And Lord, we just pray that um, as we talk about this today, Lord, that doesn't stop here. Lord, that we can continue to talk after service. Lord, that we can continue to talk through the week. That, Lord, we can, we can open up our Bibles this week. And, and, Lord, I know that many times we don't know where to go, what to study. But, Lord, as a show of hands, not many of us have studied uh, Romans. And, Lord, I just pray that this week is a week that we can open up Romans and just dig in. And, uh, Lord, just learn more about you. Lord, we thank you for your Bible. We thank you for um, just telling us where we are and where we need to go. Lord, we thank you for the guidance that you have in your word. Lord, we just ask that you continue to be with, watch over, guide, and protect us. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, so as you guys have heard this a hundred times, I've heard it before Rashad, I'll hear it after Rashad. If there is a scripture that says, therefore, you are to do what? See what it's there for. Go back and read what's there, right? So this is no different. Read the first 11 chapters. Like that's my challenge to you this week is to read the first 11 chapters in Romans. All right, don't do it right now. I challenged someone to do that last week. And every time I looked at him, he's just reading. And then after service, I was like, did you hear anything I said? He goes, no, I was reading the whole time. Okay, that's fine. But let's read after service, all right? But that's your challenge this week is to read the first 11 chapters. But therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You guys do realize what that is telling us, right? You guys realize that a sacrifice was when they brought something to the altar that was alive, perfect, and they killed it. You guys do realize that, right? And the Bible is telling us to live, be our bodies as a living sacrifice. How many of us live that way for Jesus? Well, I rewound my life in the past two, three weeks, and I failed. I haven't lived that life as a living sacrifice, someone coming before God perfect and giving my life for Jesus. I have missed many opportunities in my walk in the last two, three weeks that I could have witnessed for him that I missed it. There are many people that look for these opportunities and they go at them and they attack them and they tell people about Jesus in a loving way and they tell him what he has done for them. And there's so many times in life that we miss those things. We miss living, being a living sacrifice for him? Are we holy and pleasing to God? This is your spiritual worship. I hear that a lot of times when people say, what's worship? 
and they can't come up with an answer. What's worship? They can't come up with an answer. And then here in the Bible, it says, make this your worship. Like, give yourself up for God. So many times we let everything get in our way, right? I've said this many a times. There's all kinds of things that take us away from God. So many things, right? Gaming, who's a gamer? Yes, gaming, right? So who's a TV watcher? Who watches every episode there is on Netflix and, and uh, what's some other shows? Hulu and all that, right? All these things take it away from God. Let me give you guys a little secret. I'm not a gamer. I don't watch TV, but there's all kinds of other things that get my attention. And I'm not being that living sacrifice for Christ, and therefore, when people look in, I like to think about this. Think if a fly is on the wall, and he writes down everything you did while you were awake last week. Think about that. Were you a living sacrifice for Christ last week? Would that fly come and report back that, yeah, they studied their scripture. Yeah, they did their devotion for me. Yeah, he did his rooted. Like, is that going to be what your life looks like? Or is your life going to look like, eh, I did it when it was convenient? That is one of our biggest issues is we only follow God when it is convenient. We only live that life for God when it's convenient. We need to start living for God at all costs, at all things, at all times. We talked this morning during the Bible study portion of it is we get so caught up in and what is going on around us, that we totally lose focus. And so we had a young man, a teenager, that was actually in the worship, and he said, or in the Bible study, he said that his biggest struggle for worship is because he's around people that don't believe. I'm like, man, that's the best time to worship. Like, you have an opportunity there to tell them what Jesus has done for you as a teenager, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, but one of the regrets I do have is I went to an old country Baptist church when I was a kid, and I only went, I know this is going to surprise you guys, I only went there because they gave me candy every week, all right? And so I think back to my high school days when I was very influential, and I couldn't tell anybody anything about God. And so now I take the opportunities now to talk about Jesus as often as I can. Um, in my office, um, at work, we bring up God all the time. Ralph's sometimes a little bit more bold than I am, but it's a great opportunity to be that living sacrifice for God. Like, literally, some of the things we say that are all Scripture-based could literally get us fired, but we're okay with that. Are you guys okay to lose your job for God, to tell someone about Jesus, to let, him, let them know what he has done for you, to let him know that you are not going to conform to what this America is wanting us to conform to, that we're still going to stand and be transformed for God? Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to give up that salary, six figures, $50,000, $25,000 a year, are we going to let that money and that job break us down to be like, I'm not, I'm not sharing that here today? If you are, I challenge you, share it. God will take care of you. 
All right? I'm not going to say, oh, you won't lose your job because I'm not God. I can't tell you that. But I can tell you, God will take care of you. God has you in his hands. All right? Uh, Verse 3. We're going to get to verse 3. Are you there? For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God has uh, distributed a measure of faith to each one. Pride. Pride. Don't be prideful. All right? I'm actually excited for what the fire God has lit under me within the last two months about how much he has forced me to get into his word, how much he has allowed me to witness for him. I'm not being prideful. I'm being thankful. Thankful that he allows me the opportunity to tell people about him. We need to let people know that Jesus is our God. All right? A lot of people will just say God and use it in a general term. Use his name. Use Jesus' name and tell them that is your God. That is who you raised. Don't be prideful about it. Don't think you're better than anyone else. All right? Because I guarantee if anyone looks in your closet, they will find something against you. All right? So don't be super prideful to think you're better than anyone. Be honest. Let them know that Jesus is yours. Let them know that you have a relationship with him. There's nothing better than that relationship, all right? That is something that has caught me in the last two months is the lack of relationship that we all have, all right? It has showed, and I'm not picking on you guys because if you would ask me this question two months ago, a lot of these questions I probably wouldn't even put my hand up, and I'm a pastor, all right? But there's so many things in our life that, If we had a relationship with him, when I say, hey, have you ever studied this? Have you ever studied that? You'd be putting your hand up because you want more and more of that. Instead, it shows our lack of relationship. It shows that we do not honor and value that relationship. I think I use this term, I don't know, I've been talking so much lately, I don't know if it was here at Sunday morning at Rooted um, and one of my other Bible studies, but... The relationship is so key to what we have with him. Your relationship with your wife or your spouse in general, right? It's so important. This is why Elizabeth and I get in the best argument, the best loving arguments, is I do this to her. Hey, text me and let me know if we can have youth group tonight, right? Like, that's not good, So I got to work on that. Like, that is a bad thing. So men, do not do that to your wives. You look like a complete jerk in front of everybody, all right? But anyway, text me, babe, later. Let me know. Um, But, like, that's how our relationship should be. Like, the best marriages I ever see are uh, marriages that have such a great relationship that when they argue and they have disagreements, within the next 10, 15 minutes, you don't even know they argued. It's like it's over with. It's good. Like, hey, We voiced our concerns. We voiced our opinion. All right, let's move on from this. Do we have that relationship with Jesus? When he tells you, hey, you're wrong, you're like, you're right, let me fix that and take care of it. No, I don't think many of us have that relationship. I think many of us want to hold on to things that have happened in our lives that are negative. Well, you allowed this to happen to me, God. You allowed this. 
you allowed that. And that's the pride that we are letting get into our lives. Verse 4, now as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the standard of faith. If service and service, if teaching and teaching, if, exhorta- if ex- exhorting and exhortation given with generosity, leading with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. Love must be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. So as you guys notice, it's no secret. Rashad's no longer here, but we still are a body of believers. We still, there's so much that we have to do. All right, I've talked about this um, a few weeks ago, but we don't really have a cleaning team right now. Our cleaning team was down with COVID, right? So we kind of didn't want them in here to clean. So... um, the church house for like last week it was clean, this week it wasn't. I came in, there was trash on the chairs, the trash is full. Like, do you guys know that taking trash out is just as important as teaching God's word in the body? Cleaning the toilets is just as good as someone teaching God's word. All these things, like we have so many important things. You don't want me up here singing. All right. Thank the Lord we have a worship team that can play music and play a gajon and a piano. Um, All these things that they can do. You don't want me up here singing. All right. You don't want me cleaning either. Trust me. All right. But, but we have people that can do so many things. That's why I'm so excited about Rooted starting here on March 7th is because we're going to have five to six different homes that are going to be teaching. Like some people here have that gift of teaching, all right? Some of us have gift of bringing people together. Um, there's a couple people in the church that love missions. I had a meeting this week with someone within the church uh, about missions and how we can do more as a church. We have someone with loving for the homeless. Like there's so much that we need in this body that is so important that we build upon it, right? We got to build an amazing body, all right? I've heard it said that it's no good if my leg doesn't work, right? I'd fall off the stage, and that wouldn't be a pretty sight. Um, there's so many things that is important. My brain doesn't always, always outthinks my mouth, and sometimes my words don't come out right, but that's just my body. But the body is so important, and we need to build this family. So most everyone out here, I can tell you your walk because I've been here with you long enough. I know where you guys are in your spiritual walk. I have seen some of you guys grow a lot, all right? I'm going to call him out, and if I, if I upset you, you can tell me I'll never call him out again. Levi right? He's the young man that came to the house last week, and he's like, Jason, we got to talk about this. Like, you said hate. Like, God says not to hate. Like, that is growth. Like, how many of you thought of that when you heard God's word? Like, I I remember him when he was born, so I've seen him grow a lot, not just physically, but in the Lord. And then there's some of us that are still where we were the first 11 chapters of Romans. We've just been saved and we've done nothing with it. 
It's sad. It's sad. I'm not talking about you guys specifically, but I'm saying I've seen it, all right? So don't get all upset with me, but I have seen it that people get saved and they're that um, once saved, always saved, which, by the way, I do believe that. But I think there's going to be growth with that, all right? You're going to be able to add something new to the body. You're going to be able to teach. You're going to be able to lead. You're going to be able to sing. You're going to be able to clean. You're going to be able to do all these things because you're growing up in Christ. Not all of us, all of us eventually, we were all babies, and eventually we're now to where we are right now, right? We steadily started growing and learning. So in Romans 12, we need to make sure that we are constantly growing, all right? We have this thing called God's Holy Bible. Do you guys believe that this is a living document that this is always, always growing. Who here has ever read John? Who remembers reading John three sixteen before they were saved? Anybody ever read that verse? Does that verse mean something totally different to you now that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Absolutely. Why? Because it's a living word. It's going to change. Who here has ever read one scripture and two months later read it again? It means something totally different. Because it's a living word right? It, it's, our hearts are growing, therefore we're getting more food. We're getting better food, right? Healthier food. Let's use that word, healthier food, right? That's been the, like the subject this week is healthier food. Like the more we're digging into God's word, the more healthier we are getting. And I'm afraid that a lot of us aren't eating God's word. We're eating a bunch of junk. We're reading what Facebook says, we're going into the world and getting caught up in all this political nonsense, all this COVID nonsense. We're buying into all this stuff, and we're not feeding on the good food. We're not feeding on God's word. We are letting the world dictate what we do. So therefore, we're doing what the first verse 2 says is we're conforming to this world because we are fitting a narrative of this world. We aren't loving like we're supposed to. I've seen many people that have been to this church or still attend this church that have posted some really nasty stuff on Facebook. Really nasty. And has no God behind it. That is conforming to the world because that is how the world is acting right now. Is it's hateful. You are not showing anyone Jesus that way. You are not transforming anyone's heart because you are acting just like they are. That's why I don't post on Facebook for two reasons. One, I don't want it to be taken wrong, because that's another thing. I know some of you guys are not trying to be mean, but it's being taken wrong. I understand that. But we need to make sure that everything we do honors and glorifies God and lets people know that he is who you bow down to. Not a political party, not a sickness, but to him, and his name is Jesus. All right? Verse 10, show family affection to one another. Affection, good gravy. The word split, just so you guys know. I had to sound that one out. Show family affection, thank you, to one another with brotherly love. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence. Be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. 
Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints and their needs, pursue hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. That spoke to me hard this week. The very last thing, bless those who persecute you. Coming on this stage every week has not been the easiest thing for me. I have had some crazy inboxes. I don't even share them with my wife because she'll get all defensive. She'll get all, all excited about it, so she doesn't even know about it. But you know what? That's okay because I'm up here to tell people about Jesus. I'm up here to let them know that I worship the true God. Who cares if they're persecuting you in that way? Constructive criticism I'll take, but persecution I won't stand for, all right? But kill them with kindness, as they say. Tell them that you love them. It's hard, all right? When people are attacking you and your family, it's hard, right? And we're still to show the love of Jesus. We are still to let people know that no matter what they do say against us, we have Jesus. Like, that is something that, like, two days in a row I've had a daughter break down on me because it's, it's sad, but they come at me while I'm in the middle of something, and my first reaction is, stop! Why are you coming at me right now? I'm trying to do this or that or I don't have time. And that is the absolute same thing we say to God. Stop coming at me. Why are you coming at me? Because he loves you. Because he wants to talk to you. I thought about it just a little bit ago. Izzy, we had a moment, and we were in that back room, in the quiet room, talking. And it broke my heart because I was looking at her thinking, how many times is God looking at us and wants to talk to us? We're not willing to listen. We'll be quick to judge. We'll, quick, we'll be quick to say something super negative, people, but we won't listen. And so it touched my heart. Izzy messed up. And then during that last worship song, she came over and she hugged me. And she apologized. How old is Izzy now, honey? Nine or ten? <laughs> ten? Okay, ten. All right. Sorry, five kids. I know some people have 13, but I have five. Forget their age sometimes. But to see a 10-year-old run up to you and to apologize, I think about us running up to Jesus and apologizing and how much more he will take us in. And he doesn't think about all that other stuff that happened. He wants us to be transformed. And so many times we conform. And we don't want to transform. We don't want to be that believer that loves God and everything. We'll use every excuse in the book not to get in the book. Every excuse. I've used them. We say things and do things, and I got to get this done. I got to do that. And all God wants to do is hold us. 
He just wants that relationship. He wants us to transform and love him with all of our being. And so many times we just give up because life is hard. Because I have money problems. Because I have marriage problems. I have relation problems. You know who can solve all them problems? Jesus. Jesus can solve all them problems. He wants us to run to him. We're saved. We've accepted him. That's the first 11 chapters that we just talked about. Now he wants us to do something with that. All right? He doesn't want us to be a bump on the log. He wants us to tell people about Jesus. He wants us to love people. He wants us to do all these things. And so many times we just sit on our hands and don't do anything about it. And it hurts. I can just imagine. Think, parents, you that have kids, think about that. Think about how amazing it is when your kids need you. So Cole is, this is probably where you shouldn't be recording this, Leah. He'll kill me. So Cole's a mama's boy, right? And it hurts sometimes that he doesn't come to dad for things. I'm like, dude, like I'm right here. Come to me. But he's went off to college, and he has come home, and he had an extended, extended break. And there was multiple times that Cole called me. He needed daddy. And it made me feel good that he needed daddy. He didn't need mom. Mom couldn't answer those questions. Ha, 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 na, 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 boo, boo. Right? So, but it made me feel good. But there were things, too, that I noticed that I might have failed him. Didn't know how to put air in a tire. Like something that minor. Like, right? We're laughing. He doesn't, he's 19 years old, almost 19 years old, and didn't know how to put air in a tire. But there's so many things that in these last two months that Cole called me to ask me. And it made me think about how many times do we call our daddy, our heavenly father, and ask him to help us with something that he's probably showed us or talked about and we just didn't listen. Changing or putting air in a tire, something so minor. Something I'm like, I even told him, I said, son, I have failed you as your father <laughs> that you don't know how to put air in a tire. But in all honesty, how much, how many times do you think God looks down and he's ready and we just need to call on him and ask him for help or whatever the situation is. He's there. He's willing. He's listening. He sees all of our actions. You guys remember when your kids thought they were getting away with stuff, but you already knew that they were acting up and being bad? You guys remember those days? Well, God does the same thing. God knows every part of us, every thought of us. And we don't go running to him. We'll run to everybody else. Everybody else we'll run to. But the father that knows us like the back of his hand, we won't even reach out to through prayer. We won't listen and we won't have a relationship with him. So, I want us this week as we go out and look at Romans, read all the things that Paul talks about through the first 11 chapters, and then the last four, what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to live this life that people can look at and know that Jesus is our guy. Jesus is our God. We call on him for everything. When we need him, he is there. 
So many times in life, we just give up. All right? Sometimes we go through trials and tribulations because God wants us to grow through that and we turn our back on him. Because why would he allow me to go through something like that? I've been there. I've questioned him. I've asked him why. But he always, always is there. He's there. Build that relationship with him. Get in your word. Dig in. I want to read the first two verses again of chapter 12. It says, Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. What is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God? As we go into invitation, this altar, I have seen a couple people up here recently, and it's awesome. I'm not trying to force you guys to come up here. That's not what I'm doing. The ground is hard. It hurts your knees. I get all that. But I challenge you to pray and to ask God where he needs you in this body. Ask God where he needs you in the relationship with him. Ask God where he can challenge you. Do all these things and renew your mind. If you are mad at God, haven't really been doing things that he wants you to do, rededicate that. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, all that doesn't mean anything. That's the first thing you have to do. Like Those are the things we got to tell our friends is, hey, if you don't know Jesus, of course what I'm saying to you doesn't make sense. You don't know him. Know him. If you know him, you've got to rededicate if you're not living your life like that. Two months ago, me and God had a real big heart-to-heart over this exact thing. I was just going through the motions, I'll be honest. Just going through the motions. Tired, wore out. Playing God is what I was doing. It's exactly what I was doing. Because I know I know answers. I know how to answer the question, right? But I didn't have that relationship. I was just letting it slip away. I wasn't running to him when I needed stuff, when he was there willingly with open arms. It's so, so amazing that no matter how many times we kick God, how much we throw dirt in his eyes, he's still there willing and ready. Still willing and ready for you. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Remember that. Through all the struggles that we're going through right now, all those things that are running through your head, all right? Yay, Biden's my president. I can't believe Biden's my president. All that stuff. You guys know God is in control, all right? It doesn't matter, all right? If it wasn't going to happen, God wouldn't allow it to. Remember that. All right? We got to remember these things. All right? God is still in control. All right? And you, 
you have to be his child. You have to listen to him. You're not going to be able to listen to him, though, if you don't have that relationship. All right? That is the thing I have learned with Cole is once I built that relationship and he realized dad's available and dad has answers and mom doesn't have all the answers, our relationship grew. Well, guess who has all the answers to everything? God. Absolutely. 100%. And I know we're hurting and I know sometimes it's the last thing we want to think about is going to God that we can't see. I get that. I get how you guys can think that, but I'm telling you, I'm here right now telling you he is listening and he is ready. He's just ready for you to call on him, ready for you to say, God, I need your help in this area. He'll help you. Listen to him. Rooted week two, the biggest thing I learned, rooted week two, maybe three, is we have to listen to God. We always want to tell him stuff, but we don't ever want to listen to him. We don't want to see what he has given us, and we think we control this, and we don't. So as we start invitation, as we stand, sit, I don't care what we, you guys do, ask God to help you through all of this. Ask God to lead and direct you. If you haven't been following him 100% and you're doing it only through convenience, I challenge you to let him lead. Let him do the things that he wants you to do in your life. So many times we are such bad children, we just don't listen, all right? Start listening. Start obeying. Lucy, thank you for listening. <laughs> all right, we're going to pray, and maybe the worship team will be here when we get done praying. Who knows? But in all seriousness, give your life over to him. If you've accepted him, but you haven't been living the way you need to live, I pray that before you leave out those doors, you ask for forgiveness and live for him. Live every moment of your life for him. He's here. He's willing. And guess what? More than anything, he's able. He's able to get us out of that mindset of depression. He's able to get us out of the mindset of the political mess we're in, the mindset of the COVID mess we're in, the mindset of whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're struggling with. The reason I'm hitting politics and COVID is that's all I see anymore, all right? But there's other struggles in people's lives right now, all right? Clearly, there's other struggles. Suicide is on the rise, right? Homelessness is on the rise. There's all these things that I know that we are struggling with. Lay it at the altar. Let God, your father, your dad, take care of it. Give it over to him. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day, Lord. We thank you for being you. Lord, we pray that as we sing, as we sit, as we as we pray, whatever we do in these next two or three minutes. Lord, we pray that first, if we have fallen away, that we ask for forgiveness. Lord, that if we haven't accepted you, that we do that first and foremost. Lord, if we're struggling with anything 
behind closed doors, in our closet, as they say. Lord, that we can lay that down at the altar. Lord, that we can lay that before you and you can take it away from us. Lord, we pray that um, you'll just help us to be faithful. Lord, that you'll help us with the renewing of our mind, that you will help us to understand how important a relationship with you is. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you um, for just relighting that fire under me, relighting the fire that just wants to keep learning and learning and learning and hearing from you. Lord, thank you for a, a word that is always, always talking to us. Lord, a word that will tell us exactly what needs to go on at that moment in our life. Lord, I ask that as we sing, Lord, that something will be said in these words that brings us to the knowledge of knowing that you are still in control. Lord, that you run this, not us, not them, but you. Lord, I continually pray for those who have been witnessing to people. Lord, I pray this is the week they see the harvest. Lord, I pray that this is the week that they see that family member come to know you. Lord, I pray that this is the week they see their prayer answered that they've been praying for a long time. Lord, I thank you once again for your faithfulness. Lord, I pray for our faithfulness. I pray that we become more and more faithful to you. Lord, that we rely on you in everything in our life. And Lord, that we can fully understand that you are in control. Lord, I pray that we can glorify you in this mess that is going on around us. And Lord, I pray for those who have been living that life, that relationship. Lord, I thank you for uh, them being an encouragement to those around them. Lord, I thank you for the amazing conversations that I've been able to have this week, not just with people that attend here at Church on the Rock, but Lord, people that attend other places. And Lord, some people that don't attend anywhere. Lord, I pray for those appointments this week. I pray that each person in this exact room, if I've asked them next Sunday, if they had a divine appointment, they'll be able to answer yes. And Lord, I pray you give them the words to say to those who have questions. And Lord, that we can honor and glorify you and everything that we do. Lord, it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can go back to the beginning. Can control. 
control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle is a place where you promise to be. I'm not enough unless you I'm not 
Let's pray real quick and then love you guys. Have a great week. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, just uh, once again be with us. Lord, we thank you for um, a sweet time of worship. Lord, we just ask that you'll continue um, just to be with Church on the Rock. Lord, we just pray that uh, you'll just continue to watch over her. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you do. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have a great week again for the second time. Love you all. This podcast is a ministry of Church on the Rock in Brownsburg, Indiana. We hope that it has challenged you to grow deeper in your walk with Christ. If you would like any information about our church, please visit our website, www.churchontherockbb.com.